This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bann. obvious. So do the numbers back this up, this regular people argument? You know, if Ron DeSantis was doing as well with voters who make less than $50,000 a year as he is with voters making over $50,000 a year, this race would be tied between him and Donald Trump. But in fact, what we see is that Ron DeSantis has a major problem among Republicans who make less than $50,000 a year. I mean, you can see it on your slide right there. He is down by nearly 30 points to Donald Trump among voters who make less GOP voters who make less than $50,000 a year. And that's the reason why he's trailing in the primary. So his clip doesn't make all that much sense to me, to be honest with you, Aaron. All right. So hold this up for one more second, just as I set up the next question. So you see that um, Donald Trump is doing much better, right, with this group under $50,000. Is that the same way it was for Trump uh, in the last cycles? Yeah. If you look back at 2016, you know, there was this whole idea that Donald Trump ran this populist campaign, right? And he was doing well among, you know, the quote unquote, his quote, poorly educated people. But in fact, there was no real gap on income. He did about as well with voters who made less than $50,000 as he did Mm. with those making more than $50,000. So this year we've seen this income gap really grow and this Trump populist campaign really seem to take off. Okay, so that which is very interesting because and you're talking about things with Trump taking off, right? The context everyone's hearing about is all this legal issue. And is that going to put, you know, take all the bloom off the rose the, such that there was any left? But you're talking about not just income, but also a coalition yes. that appears to be coming together for Trump. Yes. That Democrats would actually like. Yeah, it's very interesting. In a Republican primary, the two groups who Donald Trump is doing very well, um, well amongst are white voters making under $50,000. He has a double digit advantage with them, as well as non-white voters. This is the type of coalition that Democrats would love to have in a general election. And what we're in fact seeing is that in this Republican primary, Donald Trump is doing what Democrats would love to have and what they used to have. But Donald Trump is doing it himself. They're doing stuff with, of course, but I should note with the GOP primary, that's Correct. not a high minority group. No, but they still make up well, nearly 20 percent of, of the GOP electorate. Of the GOP, which is important. Yes. OK, so for people who might say, OK, Harry, but it's important. 20 percent significant. Yes. Thanks.
mental fitness. What I do now. Okay, it's Friday, 24 March in the year of our Lord, 2023, and we are kicking off Waco Weekend with, uh, that's CNN on the Aaron Burnett Show last night, Harry Enten, the uh, really pretty strong pollster over there, talking about the populist nationalist coalition that President Trump has put together, absolutely crushing Ron DeSantis. He says, you know, they see how they equate under $50,000 with poorly educated? See that? See that little job at you? No. You are the vanguard of uh, turning this country around, and of course, uh, you're uh, you're part of the Trump uh, movement, MAGA, America First, all of it to set set things right in this nation. Uh, I think it's going to be a great weekend. The Waco, the first big uh, kickoff of a rally tomorrow at Waco, Texas, fifty thousand people. I think the place holds fifty thousand, or the field holds fifty thousand. Uh, we're going to get to all of that. We got a lot going on today as the world's financial system melts down. Of course, the Swiss now are pointing the fingers at the Biden regime and the American banking system. They're blaming that on what's taken down a credit a Suisse. Um, and now the Germans, Deutsche Bank, are down earlier today, 13 percent in one day uh, because of getting a little risky to uh, do credit default swaps and what, what it takes to actually make sure the bank doesn't default any of its bonds. Kind of technical where you get that. We got Stephanie Pomboy is going to join us. Dave Bratt, Steve Cortez, we're going to get a lot to the economy, inflation, uh, all of it today, plus politics. want to start. We've got America's mayor, the greatest mayor in the history of America's greatest city. That would be Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Uh, Rudy, uh, here's the thing. I, we don't spend a second on this show except when we get Mike Davis on and Boris for quick hits on all this madness with uh, all these different uh, things they're trying to run Trump, because it's quite simple. They understand they can't beat him at the ballot box. So they had, the, they had the, um, the CCP virus. They could pull all the games in 2020 uh, to stop President Trump. They're not going to have that this time. they got to come something else. So they, they, hey, they think a prison may stop him. Impossible. He's not stoppable. He's going to win the primary in a blowout. He'll win the general in a blowout. He's going to return to be president of the United States. Uh, but Rudy, give me your assessment when you see CNN talking about this populace. You were with us in 16. You rode shotgun the entire time. You saw it happening. In fact, you and I used to talk on the plane all the time about yeah. you saw something different coming together, working class people, Democrats, independents, and, of course, oh. uh, Trump Republicans coming together. What do you think, what do you think of our, our coalition this time, sir? Oh, it's, well, first of all, it's the same coalition except on steroids. And I saw it, uh, you know, I was a, I was a sort of uh, office advisor for about five or six months. And then I went out on the road full time with them. I think it was in June. We go to a place in Ohio. First rally I had been to. We're pulling up to the rally. It's about 94 degrees out of the very warm day. And there are about eight, 10,000 people outside. We're going for miles and there are people waiting to get in. And I said, Donald, because I could call him that then. 
thinking I'm the experienced campaigner, right? Donald, we should wait a little, uh, let, let these people get in. Oh, he said, Mayor, no, no, no. Uh, there are 20,000 people inside. I said, this is June, like five months to go to the election, and you're drawing 20, 30, 40,000 people. I said, I don't I need to know anything. You're going to win. You're going to win. I never saw enthusiasm like this in a presidential campaign. And I've been watching campaigns going back to Kennedy. Ronald Reagan didn't draw this, and he was my hero. Uh, he had, he had from the very beginning, a natural appeal to the, we used to call it the common man, you know, uh, uh, even a great piece of music about that. And um, he has that uh, a natural feel. It's, it, it is strange. He's a, he's a billionaire, a New Yorker, should be an elitist. But, you know, he's sort of a reaction against that, kind of like I am. I mean, I, I hated that New York elite cocktail party. You got to repeat what they say. And they all think that this whole thing about uneducated people, maybe they're smarter because they haven't been brainwashed by the Marxists. I mean, it, you might be better off if you're uneducated. Uh, you might have a better uh, ability to have common sense because American schools, not all, but a good percentage of them have been brainwashing factories you know, run by the UFT, uh, the Education Association, the professors, brainwashing you into, into hating America, hating what we stand for, hating our way of life, hating God. Uh, you put that all together, you got a kind of an evil country. Uh, Rudy, Biden's uh, polling, of course, they buried the lead. Headline was Biden hits uh, close to new low on polling. And you had to go down 10 paragraphs. This is in the Associated Press. I have it up on Getter right now. Is at 38%. You have the banking system in this country is completely imploding. The only thing keeping the banking system up is this audience because they're underwriting these bailouts. Give me your assessment of where you've seen a lot of U.S. presidents. What's your assessment right now of, of Joe Biden essentially halfway through the horse race uh, of, his, uh, of his first and only term, sir? Well, you know, I... I heard Newt last night, and I've talked to him about it, and I think we both agree. The real question is, does he have a real breakdown before we get to the finish line? Quite a possibility if you study the disease. It's a, it's a progressive disease, which is like progressive uh, Democrat. It means you deteriorate. And uh, it's inevitable. Medicines can be a slight hold on it, and we see that sometimes. We see him sometimes a little better than others. The other day, he, couldn't know, he didn't know his wife was. They cover up his, um, his constant, constant misuse of the language, forgetting, uh, stumbling. If you go on Australian television, they sum it up every week. And you pick up things that you haven't seen, you know, on American television. But he's falling apart. He's literally falling apart. Will he make it to the finish line? And by that, I mean, will he be able to continue to talk next year at this time? I don't know. He has a serious case of dementia. We can't escape it. People uh, avoid it either because they don't care or they're afraid of Kamala Harris. Uh, the world is falling apart. I mean, everything he does is falling apart. China but, is becoming... But, but, but Rudy, is, 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 is the dementia, you know, Shakespeare tells us, was the Mark Anthony, the evil uh, that men do live on long past their lives. The, the, the good they do is interred with their bones. Isn't, the Bi isn't it the Biden regime? It's not Joe Biden. I would actually argue he's not really in charge anyway and has not been in charge from day one, sir. But then they would have to come up with a, a running mate. I mean, if, if, he, if he does have an episode, which wouldn't be surprising, uh, in which he can't function, then they're going to have to come up with a 
with somebody else to run. So I wouldn't count that out. I don't say that that's uh, necessarily true, but there's just as good a chance of that as he makes it to the finish line. And I don't see when the American people confront Joe Biden uh, that they're going to uh, they could possibly reelect him. I mean, they were fooled. They were fooled once because they hid the hard drive. Those people say by large numbers they'd vote against him. I don't even. I, I think his disapproval rating is higher than reflected in the polls. But I think there's still people who feel sorry for him. Do you, have you ever seen uh, a, a situation where the receipts were given that the Chinese Communist Party actually sent cash to these people for, via wire transfer, and the mainstream media refuses to focus on uh, what Comer's finding at the at the House uh, Oversight Committee, sir? Yeah, I said a complete loss of any sense of uh, patriotism on the part of the media. I, I'm not sure they know they're Americans. I mean, this is uh, when you get to the Chinese Communist paying off uh, the family of the current president of the United States. I don't even want to tell you what we're talking about. I just asked people to consider if this were true with uh, 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 Kennedy or Reagan, and they were paid money by the Soviet Union. I mean, suppose we found out that the Kennedy family got 13, 14 million from, from uh, Soviet communists or, uh, or uh, Reagan did. Uh, we put him out of office in a second and uh, probably put him in jail. I mean, it comes pretty close to treason. Taking money? from our sworn enemy who wants to overtake us, now has a bigger navy, wants to have a bigger army. And then, and then he does things that irrationally favor them, like uh, closing down the Bagram Air Base 400 miles from China. I mean, China would have to have bribed somebody to have that happen. Oh, gee, did they? I mean, how many, how many coincidences do you want me to accept between him favoring China irrationally and his family getting, uh, I believe it's about $40 million from the red Chinese, as I do my calculations. I had, had Miranda on my show yesterday, and together we tried to add up what we have. And we, we come in north of $31 million. $31. Uh, Rudy, can you hang on one second? We're going to take a short break. We have Dave Bratt with us, Stephanie Pomboy, the macro maven is going to join us. We're going to talk about TikTok. Of course, Biden's looked the other way on that. But most importantly... We have the star of a major new film from a great director, Rudy Giuliani. The star movie is Gotham, it's Rise and Fall. It's Fall and Rise in a moment. A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees. But it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never counsel you, counsel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. Here's the best part. It's absolutely, totally free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public, the word, the letters, sq.com. And download the app today, totally free. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can start to support you. We can't always change the world but we can change how and where we spend our hard-earned dollars.
Begin your search at Public Square today. Go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. I was in London for a speech that I gave to people on securities fraud. One person put up his hand and said, you know, I'm having trouble with this warning that I was given by my travel agent about going to New York. Can you interpret this for me? And it was a list of 10 things to do or not do to avoid being the victim of crime in New York. I said to myself, who would go to a city you have to be given 10 warnings, you won't get killed. Copeland's fanfare for the common man, as uh, mentioned by America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Rudy, uh, Matthew Taylor is an extraordinary young filmmaker. Uh, Gotham, The Fall and Rise of New York. Tell us about the film. You, you, you're, you're the big star of it, so tell us about it. Very time many, many cities that are now in desperation. Uh, record murder rates in Philadelphia and St. Louis and virtually all the Soros purchased district attorney Democrat cities. There's a sense of no hope. It has to be this way. This movie shows that properly motivated human beings uh, are the the answer. And okay, uh, I let it, but gosh, it will show you I had an awful lot of help from... uh, (laughs) from the so-called uneducated uh, people in particular, I mean, the the regular citizens of New York, who just rose up after 50 years of democratic corruption and democratic crimes and riots and 2,200 murders a year and said, enough. We're not that stupid. We're not going to let you kill our kids. And they took a chance on me. I had never been in public office. I had run once and lost narrowly by a percent. Uh, I did have a record as a very, very effective United States attorney in New York. So, I I mean, I had that advantage. And I was the first Republican elected in 25 years and only the third elected in the 20th century. So it wasn't easy uh, to win. And every one of my friends told me I was going to lose, including, you know, my good friends who cared about me. They worked for me and they helped me get elected ultimately. But they were convinced I was good. I spent my entire campaign convincing my campaign staff that I had a chance. And uh, when we won, I took on an attitude, which I got from a gentleman. I don't know if you knew him, Arnie Burns. He was the deputy attorney general in the second part of Tamise. And Arnie uh, said to me, govern like you're a one-term mayor. And it might just work. Don't worry about getting reelected. It was historic enough you got elected. Just do everything that is, hasn't been done that you can think of. 
Because if you lose, you can keep point back, pointing back to it, and then we can keep on that agenda. And we wouldn't have given it away. And if you win, you'll do a miracle. And after a year and a half in office, I was at about 38% approval. And I won by 20%. I won on a landslide. I mean, the last, the last real Republican to get a vote like that in New York. Um, so it worked. I, I, I literally, I mean, I can simplify it very sim simple. I did all uh, the things that a common sense conservative would do. Hannity, when I was running for president and being attacked as being too moderate, a Republican, used to say, you know, I lived here when he was the mayor. He's the most conservative guy running for president. He's more conservative than any of these people on, on the ticket, um, uh, without, including, you know, McCain and Romney and uh, uh, maybe not Mike Huckabee. But people didn't know that. I mean, I, I did work there. The most successful workfare program ever. I got 500,000 people off welfare. I got jobs for 400,000 of them. People don't remember that. I mean, I, I instituted conservative programs that Clinton later borrowed. Now, we did workfare before Clinton, two years before. And I worked with Clinton when he decided, when Doug <clears throat> Morris had the triangulation and the switch. I worked with him on welfare reform. I worked with him. I worked with Biden and Schumer on the crime bill. So what, so Rudy, Rudy, so what, ha what's happened today? Give me two minutes on where the city is today. Bragg's out of control. Letitia James is out of control. You got a mayor who one moment's a devout Christian. The other moment's a out of control. What happened? This, this film should be the fall, rise and fall of New York City, the greatest city in the world, because it's, it's a worse mess today, I think, than even when you took over, sir. In some ways, yes. In some ways, no. I mean, in crime, for example, the crimes are bolder. There are less of them, but they're bolder because they're empowered by uh, the Democrats. And, and the city is much more now like the rest of the Democrat cities throughout the country. It uh, used to be New York was the crime capital of America. Uh, Where now, you know, you've got to argue, is Philadelphia more dangerous? Chicago is definitely more dangerous. Los Angeles and San Francisco are even worse off. So it used to be that New York City was the, you know, poster boy for crime and everything else. It's like 70 American cities, almost all of whom are Democrats. It's the, uh, the, the, the downfall is the Marxist Democrat uh, philosophy. I always said when I ran and when I was studying it and lecturing on it, this is a question of policies. Human beings create the crime problems and human beings can solve the crime problems. The policies in place by Democrat mayors and Soros DAs encourage crime. They include such things as, I can tell you there are 7,000 or more people on the street now in New York who are uh, uh, preying on people that wouldn't be there if I were the mayor or if Bloomberg and Ray Kelly were in office. They'd be in jail right now, which means they wouldn't be raping people, think, beating people, yeah. throwing them away. I think... I, th I think I have our, I think I have our candidate for the for the next cycle against Adams. Uh, I think uh, Mayor Rudy Giuliani's got to return, like Cincinnati's from the plow, to save his beloved uh, New York City. The Gotham's are Rudy. Tell where do people you, you're putting out content all day long? You got a show with uh, Doctor Ryan on Sunday mornings. How do people get to your radio show? How do they get to the podcast? How do they get to all your content, and particularly your Sunday show? The best way to get to all my content is RudyGiulianiCS.com including my now uh, re doing really well uh, live cast at 8 o'clock at night. I mean, we, we do over a, uh, a minimum of 100,000 every night. 
and get calls from all over. So you go to RudyGiulianiCS.com, you can get all of it. And also on uh, radio, I'm on WABCRadio.com, and that's on three to four every day, and with Dr. Ryan on Sunday between 10 and 11. So it's pretty easy to find it. Where, where do people get the live cast? Where is that on your site or where do they go? You can, you can go on Getter, Facebook, uh, Twitter gets the most, Getter gets the second most, Those are the YouTube Live, we're all over the place. And uh, like on Twitter okay. alone, we go up to 100,000 on Getter, we're the, like going crazy. People love Fantastic to call competition. in. competition. I, I get the enemy. Murdoch has blinked. Mur- Mur- Murdoch has blinked, and uh, Sean Hannity is going to have Trump on for an hour on Monday. The Murdoch, the, the Murdoch slash uh, uh, DeSantis News Network, is finally understands the math that DeSantis is not going to win the primary. So now the Murdochs, in their own classy fashion, are going to start putting President Trump on. Uh, Rudy, sucking- fantastic! I, I got to talk. I got to talk to you offline because we got to. We have to uh, talk about your upcoming campaign. Uh, against uh, against uh, Eric Adams, the New York needs you more than ever now, sir. Let's let's take care of twenty four, my friend. You and I, you and I remember uh, remember a heartache in twenty, huh? We don't want to live through that again, right? Not not gonna not gonna do that again, Rudy. This time this time we're gonna we're, we're gonna. He won in twenty. He didn't close though. You got to close the deal. We're gonna both yeah. win and close, right? In yes. in twenty twenty four, you got to be always be closing. The country's gone. Mayor, thank you so much, brother. If we don't country, make it this time. The country's gone, but the country's gone. That's why Trump's going to win, and Trump's going to be in the White House. And we're we're going to, as sure as the turning of the earth, and you can tell they're trying to use everything, they're trying to throw up everything in the world to, to stop it, Rudy, but it's not going to work. Yep. And let me I'm just make the, on here, Mayor. Let me just make yes, the point sir. in it, talk about it next week and the week after. The next two cases coming up, just as bad, if not worse, legally and factually. Uh, they, they love to say, well, the next cases might be stronger. Like heck they are. It's just as bad. It's, it's all, all part of the... It's all a joke. It's a, it's a joke. It's, it's, they yep. only can stop him. They only think they can stop him legally. That can't stop him. It only makes him stronger. His numbers are going up. He's uniting the Republican Party. They're, they're, they don't understand... They just called on CNN the under fifty thousand uh, dollar people uneducated, okay, uneducated. That's how they think of you. They think you're nothing but trash and 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 and, and scum. You're uneducated. Oh, the fifty thousand. Yeah, he got it. The uneducated voters. Uh, well, I beg to differ. This show is the most complicated show in all media in the world. Okay, all media in the world, and our audience is made up of people that make under fifty thousand bucks a year. So um, suck on that. Mainstream media. <laughs> Mayor Giuliani, honored to have you on here. <laughs> honored to have you on here, sir. As always. One. Mayor Giuliani. Okay, we're gonna take a short break. We've got Dave Bratt uh has got some uh, has got some strong opinions about what's going on with the banking system, the bailouts, all of it. We're also gonna have Stephanie Pomboy on the macro maven, uh, then Steve Cortez, Tef- Tiffany Justice. We're gonna talk about TikTok. We're, we we got to get to that. The CCP's uh, weapon they have here in the United States of America. They got lots of weapons. They got lots of weapons. We're going to talk about it all. Short commercial break. Back in the warm in just a moment. It's all started. Everything's begun. And you are over. Because we're taking down the CCP. Spread the 
Americans have had it. They're done supporting companies that rake in hundreds of millions, sometimes billions of dollars, while trashing the country that made their success possible. Until recently, we had to take it. But companies like Patriot Mobile are building a whole new economy, one which embraces the values that made America the greatest country on earth. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you can get the best possible service in your area. Plus, they offer a coverage guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch to a different network for free without changing carriers. All this, plus the knowledge that you are supporting free speech, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call them right now at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. We need to stand together and support companies that share our values. Remember, stop giving monies to companies that hate you. Support the Patriot Mobiles of the world. That's patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Explain what you think or what you make of these recent bank failures. Is it an indication of a larger problem? Uh, Mika, it's, it's impossible to tell. That's the problem itself. Uh, banking depends upon confidence. People have to know and, and feel that the banking system is sound. Uh, and when you have a bunch of bank failures or near failures, uh, when you have uncertainty as to whether uh, depositors are even going to be insured at certain banks and smaller banks, uh, when you have, uh, you know, the crypto meltdown that we have had, uh, FTX, I mean, all of these and Credit Suisse, all of these unsettle investors, uh, they worry people who are depositors. Uh, they mean that more and more money is moving to the very big banks that are too big to fail. Uh, but it, it all is, uh, is, is nerve wracking. And, and I think that the economy already, okay. when Let's interest rates... Remember, the reason we do morning, the reason we show Morning Mika all the time, that's the railhead for conventional uh, thinking. And they're, they're scrambling now to try to try to uh, misdirection plays and what the problem is. The problem is the massive spending, Biden's massive spending, the five, six, seven, eight trillion dollars of incremental massive spending led to the dumpster fire of inflation, as we warned back in early 2021, starting with the American Recovery Act, led to, so the Biden spending led to the Biden inflation, led to the Biden bonds, the government securities issued, people bought them at low interest rates under the Trump administration or shortly thereafter. These things as interest rates uh, increased to try to choke down inflation, the bonds collapsed. So the Biden bonds then blew a hole into the Biden banks. And that's the problem you have. We have honored to have Stephanie Pomboy on today from Macro Mavens. Uh, Stephanie, first off, to introduce yourself to the audience, talk about macro for a second. And, and you've spent your life in this area. And now more than ever, it's very important. Our audience is made up of activists and common citizens, not just in the United States, but the world. It's more important than ever, as we keep telling people, you have to understand 
the system. What, give us your the situation report. Where do we stand today, and why is understanding macroeconomics so important for the average citizen, ma'am? Well, the key, and, and what's really um, galling about this, is that we've um, lived through decades, really, Steve, of really a reckless monetary policy, and in the recent years, reckless fiscal policy on top of that. Um, and the ultimate price for that is always paid by Main Street. You know, Wall Street enjoys it when the Fed prints a ton of money and financial assets go to the sky. Um, but when the bill comes due, it always ends up falling back in terms of a massive hit to the economy, which drives up the unemployment rate. Um, and then, of course, the, the topic that I'm really concerned about today is the blowback to pensions, um, especially public pensions, you know, corporate pensions, they switched, you know, from the defined uh, benefit to defined contribution years ago. But these public pensions um, are really severely underfunded now. And we're staring down the barrel of, in addition to a banking crisis, or just a broad credit bust, um, sort of similar to what we lived through after the housing bubble bust in 2007-8. And so that's going to have a really big impact on these pensions um, that, again, are already underfunded. And I think the math there is just going to be mind boggling. So while everyone, you know, on Wall Street is focused on the banking sector and what's going to happen to the stock market and which bonds to buy and sell um, for Main Street, it's really important to be aware of the, the um, repercussions of these policy mistakes that have been built up again for decades um, and how that can affect their retirement savings. Um, and so, you know, I would caution as we go into this bubble bursting, which is essentially what we're seeing now, um, that people really think about how much money they have set aside for saving. Um, where is that money? How is it saved? Um, are they taking unnecessary risks with those assets? Um, where is a safe place to be? Um, and, you know, to the extent that right now you feel like everything's good and you're enjoying uh, dinners out and such, you might want to start thinking about the prospect that the economy is going to head into a material recession. We're going to go through a 2008-9 type scenario. And, you know, if you know that ahead of time, how would you prepare your household for that eventuality and, and the prospect that maybe someone in the household becomes unemployed? Um, you know, what are you going to do? And I, I hate to be like a, such a negative Nancy, but um, I think it's better to no. be prepared. You're not. You, oh, you, no. you're, you're not. It's what, one of the things we do on this show is to look, uh, you know, like Wellington trained his officers. You've got to look over the other side of the hill and tell me what's going to go on. So we, we like being months, if not years ahead of things. I want to go back. You've got, you know, the Swiss today are blaming the Americans for the, the, the implosion of Credit Suisse. It says the American banking system brought it down. Deutsche Bank at one time was down 13% because the credit default swaps, you know, the yep. price of, of guaranteeing their, their, they, they can pay their bills is going up. The whole world now, and of course, this audience is the one bailing them out through the FDIC insurance, right. all that. Yep. We did, we had we had Barry Sternlich. We had a clip from Barry Sternlich yesterday talking about the commercial. The next shoe to drop, he says, is the commercial uh, real estate okay. market. That's going to be as big a bomb as the thing. But you're saying, I want to go back through because I want people to understand this. Talk to me about you, you, a person like you doesn't throw the term around reckless a lot. On Wall Street, that's like a four-letter word. When you yeah. say reckless, tie it to the public pensions. Are, are you saying that there's another 
bomb that's going to go off, and this is going to inclu- they're going to be forced to do public bailouts again of, of of public pensions. Is that what you're warning us about, ma'am? Well, it's either that or um, that we go through what France is going through right now, where people are protesting, um, you know, a higher retirement age because the math doesn't work. But um, getting back to the broader uh, overview here, I, again, I think what happened w- in terms of reckless policy. Um, you know, from a very broad brush standpoint for your audience, we've basically lived basically since Alan Greenspan, if people remember that name back in the the mid 80s, since he became chairman of the Federal Reserve, every time the economy or the stock market stubs its toe, the Fed immediately rushes in with the fire hoses and they print money and try to flood the system uh, with money to try to numb the pain of that. Um, So that brought us the dot-com bubble, if you'll remember that, in the late 90s, early 2000s. And when that bubble burst, the Fed came in and they flooded the system with liquidity. And eventually that liquidity all went into the residential housing market. And people, you know, nannies were buying and flipping homes and quitting their jobs. And, you know, everyone was, it was just free money until that bubble burst. And then their reaction to that was to flood the system with more money. And here we are today um, and essentially what we have is a bubble in everything. Um, you know, Barry Stern looks right. We have a bubble in commercial real estate in part that the problem is amplified by this work from home post COVID. Um, but that whole thing was pretty frothy to begin with. Um, you have real issues in the corporate credit market. You have companies, you know, think about these companies like WeWork, for example, that, um, basically people shove money at them. Uh, and they had really, at the end of the day, no viable business model. Um, so it was just an opportunity to find some kind of return somewhere in an environment where, again, because the Fed was pumping all this liquidity in, um, and they do that by depressing interest rates, there was nowhere to get any return. If you're trying to save money for retirement, I don't have to tell your audience this, um, for the last decade, you know, you basically got nothing in the bank. So what are your options? Your options are to kind of take a little more risk than you might otherwise take to try to get some return on your money. Um, And the people who ultimately had to take the most risk are the pensions because the pensions are required to satisfy an annual return target. And those return targets are, you know, in a totally different universe from the reality on the ground. So they've just recently come down to seven and a half, eight percent annual returns. Well, I don't need to tell you, if you look across the landscape, where are you getting eight percent return? You're sure as hell not getting it in a bank account. You're not getting it in a T-bill. You're not even getting it in a long dated treasury bond. So you have to go out, let's say you buy an investment grade bond. Well, you're only getting two and a half, three percent. What if you buy a junk bond? Before the Fed started raising rates, you were getting 4% for investing in a company whose you know, prospects of ever paying you back were de minimis. Um, so now you have these pensions that had to load up on all of these really high-risk assets in a desperate attempt to meet an 8% return target that you know, was unmeetable in a 0% risk-free world. 
And so they are the ones who ultimately are going to be exposed to have bought all of this stuff, whether it's, you know, whether their exposure to commercial real estate that's now going bust, whether it's their exposure to the corporate bonds, those WeWork type zombie companies going bust, whether it's um, asset backed claims to, you know, consumers who are no longer able to pay off their auto loans or the buy now pay later companies. I mean, Again, uh, given the the speed and magnitude of these interest rate hikes that are now wrecking havoc with the banking system, um, that's going to play out everywhere in every sector. It's not going to be confined to the banking system. It's going to hit commercial real estate. It's going to hit households in terms of credit card bills and auto loans. It's going to hit municipals. It's going to hit corporate bonds. And all of that, the one party that owns all of those assets are the pensions because they had to buy the riskiest of risk in order to meet these otherworldly return targets. This is one of the things that the the crisis in England with the prime minister last year uh, in the Bank of England situation, you found these pension funds had all kind of hanky yeah. derivatives in there to yeah. juice the, to juice their earnings. Let me get, I want to get back to the debt ceiling because our theory of the case is that it was the massive over the top spending when we had mm-hmm. aggregate demand back up, uh, it was it was like the the worst of a Greenspan put, is what you described that we lived through for thirty years. What 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 about this debt ceiling? How important is this? To take a hard line. Biden just in your face gave a six point eight trillion dollar uh, budget last week that would have at least a trillion and a half dollars that the Fed would have to would have to step in. What what is your what is your theory of the case right now on the debt ceiling and the negotiations, ma'am? Well, I think you're really right to flag the fiscal policy and the reckless fiscal policy that we saw after the crisis of the COVID uh, had ended. We didn't need, you know, the extra trillions that they pumped in in the last two years. Um, And so that is really what forced the Fed's hand to raise rates because inflation got out of control. I mean, it's no surprise if you send money to people's mailboxes, they're going to spend it and you're going to get inflation. Um, so I think it is really important to to hold the line. Um, but then again, this is a game of chicken because no one wants uh, to see the government default on the debt, um, although we, we do silently default on the debt by printing the money and paying people back in worthless currency anyway. But that's a, a story for another day. We're not supposed to talk about that. Um, but, you know, I think it would... it would be great if we could persuade the administration as to how important it is to stop with this reckless spending that's gotten us into the situation in the first place, where now, you know, we've got banks teetering on the brink. um, And the policy response to that has been uh, anything but confidence inspiring. So this has the potential to really snowball. um, And frankly, they're just making the Fed's job harder. We saw this week, they actually raised rates another 25 basis points in the face of this bubble bursting and real um, issues with the banking system. And I think they did so because they want to, to crush this inflation that was created by the administration's wanton spending. So I, I agree with you, Steve. I mean, I think it's crucial. Um, and, you know, it's I hope that the Republicans will hold the line. And, and not blink. Stephanie, just hang on. If you can hang on one second, we'll just hold you through the break. By the way, you okay. just gave the theory that our own Dave Bratt rolls has been <laughs> the rolling default. Because it is a default. You're just printing more money to cover it up. Short break. Stephanie Pomboy, we've got uh, Dave Bratt, all of it, talking macro in your life next in the war room. Spread the 
covidtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. covidtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly 250 grand. And covidtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Spending is a given. There is no evidence and no receipts that the Republicans have ever cared or will care about reducing spending. I hope they do going forward, but there's no evidence. The Democrats, as Boris just said, on spending are left of mouse, they don't. So that's a given. Spending's going to go up. If you want to get the attention of the American people and of the left and of the Republicans and the Federal Reserve and the printing process that allows them to spend, you don't have to, you can still have a central bank, like Peter said, with a monetary rule following John Taylor and the smartest guys that have ever lived, right? So th- this is nothing radical, and we survived quite nicely without them, without inflation and lower inflation, by the way, before the Fed. So that's issue number one. Issue number two is the job of the Congress is to write law. And right now, the Federal Reserve is operating under two mandates, and they're just making stuff up. They're giving stuff to the rich, and they're not giving the same stuff to the poor. It's an insult to our intelligence and saying that, you know, we can do pronoun studies and that might help unemployment. If that's allowed under the law in their mandate, then the law is meaningless. And the Congress needs to get on this and they need to rewrite the Fed mandate for something that will actually help the American people. Wow. Okay, maybe the best 30 seconds ever in in the history of the war room. That was Dave Brat a week ago going off. Uh, Stephanie, they made a decision yesterday uh, on raising on raising the rates. They're they're not going after. They're not going to go. They didn't raise it enough to go after inflation. They're going to let the they're going to let the uh, the uh, the common man, the unwashed masses, bear the burden of the regret, unfair regressive tax of inflation because they're now panicked that they bring down the banking system? Is, is that where the Federal Reserve is right now? Is that the jam they're in? Well, honestly, I um, I think that the inflation uh, beast is dead. It's just going to take a while for it to show up in the numbers. And by that, I don't mean to say that prices aren't insanely high. I just, inflation is the rate of change in those prices. So I think, mercifully, we've probably seen the peak. 
um, and that prices are going to come down. The bad news is the the catalyst for those prices coming down is going to be this bubble bursting and the financial fallout that results from that and the economic fallout in terms of higher uh, unemployment via massive corporate layoffs. Um, you know, the companies are going to get walloped in terms of their earnings. And the first thing they're going to cut is headcounts. So Main Street's going to pay for this ultimately uh, that way. But I think that um, Powell's move was really just to prove his uh, Volcker chops more than anything. Um, and also, I think, to uh, not create a sense of panic about the banking crisis, which, frankly, they've done a pretty bad job, you know, that watching Yellen uh, testifying on whether they are or are not going to do a blanket deposit coverage um, is anything but uh, confidence inspiring. So uh, their efforts to try to calm the waters have actually uh, done exactly the opposite. So I think Powell was kind of forced to raise because if he didn't, everyone would have said, holy crap, you know, what do they see? They know this is really, um, we're teetering on the knife edge. But so much of this can be cured with quality fiscal policy. I mean, I've kind of given up on the Fed. They they get everything wrong. They're like monetary magoos. You know, they they uh, inflate bubbles that are invisible only to them, and then they burst them, and they're shocked when all the fallout rains down on the economy, um, only to then inflate a new bubble. Um, but on the fiscal front, I mean, I will say it's so easy. Uh, look at what pro-growth policy did in four years under the Trump administration. I mean, we were headed into recession. I was forecasting a recession in 2016. And that turned around, you know, on a dime with pro-growth fiscal yep. policy, tax cuts, and yep. the deregulation, which is so crucial. So, yep. I mean, if we yep. could get some adults in the room, we might actually be able to avert some of the, the horrible stuff that I'm talking about. But right now, um, it does not look good. Stephanie, how do people, you're new to the audience, uh, obviously the result, what we're hearing already in the chat rooms, you're on fire. How do people get to you, your writings, social um, media, all of it? Thanks. Um, well, I have a firm called Macro Mavens, and you can find me, um, you know, www.macromavens.com. Um, I am on Twitter, although I uh, don't post that much because Twitter is a cesspool, but that's at spomboy, P-O-M-B-O-Y, spomboy. Um, so you can follow me there. And um, hopefully I'll be invited back so we can uh, continue this conversation. There's, <laughs> there's no doubt How about, about pitching the in the war room? Honored. <laughs> no, no pitching. Dave Brad was pitching her <laughs> in between breaks. Uh, Stephanie, thank you so much. Honored, honored to have you on here. My honor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Stephanie. Stephanie Pomboy. Let's make sure we pile into her site right now. Everybody go over, check it out. Brad, um, you, you, by the way, that that, I, and I'm not kidding. I think it was the best 30 or 40 second hit we've ever had, as you summed it up. Uh, given where Stephanie Pomboy, who's the macro maven, tells us where we are, uh, we're gonna have Russ vote on tonight at six. Give me, give me your sense of where we are in stopping this. The spending's the railhead of it, brother. Give me two minutes on that. Do, do you, do you think we are the Republicans going to put up a fight, or are they just going to roll over? Yeah, I, I think they're going to roll over. And if you'll notice, Pomboy hit out of the park and uh, everything she mentioned, everything on the nightly news all has to do with the financialization uh, of our economy. And it never has to do with the real economy. All the all the uh, all the help comes in to save banking, 
from the bubbles that Pomboy mentioned going way back to the Tetcom and then the 08 and then now and then they keep printing money. And then she said, you know, they're raising the rate a little bit to firm up their chops. But they also added one point five trillion to liquidity last week, you know, short term loans. And they'll you know, they'll say, well, that's not permanent, but uh, they never stop doing it. Right. So other markets would be crashing. And so uh, there's no attention to the real economy. That's what we focus on. And uh, this week we saw a, a real blow. I have one chart. I kind of want to if they got it uh, in Denver. Yeah. Uh, hang, when hang, Janet Yellen came we're, out. We're hold, hold on. Hold on. We, yep. we have a 90 second break. We've got you. Cortez is going to join us. Uh, we're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to East Palestine next week. John Ferris is going to be here for a quick. Right. That we got the Tiffany Justice, uh, hot off of her testimony yesterday in the House, will join us on the on the fight for parental rights and to make sure we sort out these libraries. All of it. Uh, short commercial break, ninety seconds. Just strap in, uh, grab a cup of coffee, and we'll be back momentarily. It's all started. Everything's begun. And you are over Cause we're taking down the CCP Spread the word all through Hong Kong We will fight till they're all gone We rejoice when there's no more Let's take down the CCP War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the Swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. 